Hey everybody, what's going on? Back here at Blokes with Jokes Podcast again. Thank you for joining us. Episode 5. Got a really good episode for you, I think. Um, let's go ahead and get the blokes, meet the blokes first. Uh, with me, I got my boy Rick. Rick, what's going on, bro? Yo, what up, what up? What's good, man? What's good? And back with us today, after a little hiatus, our boy Joel, I forgot your name for a second. You've been going for so long. <laughs> over there, over there. I've been gone for so long. You forgot my day name, but it's all good. Yeah. What's up, everybody? We back. We back in here. How you all doing? Cool, cool. So how y'all been? I mean, last week was kind of rough on some of us. Um, for the listeners, um, obviously, then uh, I was under the weather this last week, and ooh, it was killing me. Um, didn't have COVID, thank God. Um, just the flu, which I'm getting better over. So if I sound any kind of nasally. It, it's it's that's that's why now this case anyways if you listened to the last episode i hope you did um you probably heard our sound was absolute shit um that was definitely my fault did you guys listen to it i hope you guys listened to it right rick joel i'm talking to you guys now. i have <laughs> not checked it out yet Fair i mean one. i haven't listened to it since since the editing they're gonna listen to the shit <laughs> I Again, they will uh-huh. be patient. I always listen after we do our after we do our episodes. Mm-hmm. Hey, but if there's one thing I'm going to correct you on with with your opener right now is you always sound nasally. So I mean, they probably won't notice the difference regardless. I'm like, he ain't lying. To be honest, you always be sounding like that. Well, now I have an excuse. goddammit. it, <laughs> getting over a sickness. Getting over a sickness. And uh, the, the the sound quality from last week. I, I'm sorry. I, I have no idea. Um, didn't even pay attention to it, or I didn't realize it was that shitty. Um, maybe because I fucking couldn't smell or hear anything. I'm so congested, but I'm getting better today. And uh, that actually brings me to the topic today. You know, uh, me addressing the situation. The, the who's at fault for why the quality was so bad last episode was that um, it was my fault. So I'm taking accountability for that, and that's our topic for today: accountability. Um, Accountability, I think, we think is very big here. Um, I personally believe uh, accountability is kind of being lost on today's youth. Um, on today's everybody, actually, um, whether you be man or a woman. But specifically, the men is where I feel like it's very important um, to keep that, that level of accountability. Um, that way you can um, keep track of where you are in life and where you need to be. Um, just so that um, your interactions with other people are on the up and up as well as your own kind of self-moral compass is, is intact. So before we go forward, I want to make sure we define accountability and make sure we're all on the same page. What do we mean by that? So accountability is defined as the fact or condition of being accountable or, or responsibility, basically. So the fact or condition of being accountable, responsibility is like another synonym for it. What do you guys think about that? Like that word accountability or responsibility? What are your thoughts on that? Mm. Mm. I would say my thoughts are it's just pretty much holding yourself to a a higher standard in a sense. Mm. Being able to admit when you're wrong, when you're wrong and so forth. Would you say, um, you know, looking to, like, realizing you're wrong, looking to correct that? Is that a part of that accountability? I would say it's a part of accountability. Like, I feel like the minute you acknowledge that, you know, you need to hold yourself to that wrong if it is a wrong and you know correcting it acknowledging it correcting it and then moving forward all right what about you joe what do you think 
No, it's about the same thing. And it's like, that's like a thing that I've dealt with in my life plenty of times. And it's like, I'm happy I am able to at least, I guess, try to grow from it is is another thing that you can use for accountability. Like, because definitely if you hold yourself to a higher standard and you like see it and you're just like, you know what? That's true. Maybe I should have like, you probably should have went through a situation differently or the responsibility that you had in that situation. Yeah. But how do you know? You know, how do you know something? I think you said you said it, Rick. You know, you know something is like um, immoral or something is wrong. What, what, what makes what makes you know something is wrong? Like, what sets that all, that notion off for you? Um, what sets that motion off for me? It's like just I mean, obviously, in the spur of the moment, everyone wants to believe that they're right in their very right mind. Mm-hmm. But for me, what sets that motion is when I think back and realize like I acted out of character, out of the norm, if, if as far as like some accountability in the aspect of, you know, me lashing out or something, it's me acting out of the norm. Hmm. And once I come to bring myself back together, I acknowledge that I think back and reflect of how my actions affected the people around me. And if I realize it affected them negatively, that's when I hold myself accountable for my actions. And I try to correct them by reaching out to the people I lashed out to, or, you know, did, did something wrong to, and, you know, apologize for that. Try to come to terms that, you know, I was wrong and I'm aware of that. Okay. All right. I mean, that's a good point. Um, I like to add to that and say, I think another point for me personally, is like, um, um, I like to make sure I'm treating people how I want to be treated when I'm, you know, dealing with people, if say I were to do something that that I wouldn't like myself, that that's that's usually a clear cut way to know that something you did was wrong, basically. Um, and then from there, you know, you kind of decide. Um, well, let me not go there. That don't sound right. I was gonna say uh, whether you value that person's friendship, but you should hold yourself accountable, even if you do something to somebody you you don't like, honestly, um, unless they, you know, you're trying to get back at them some petty shit, which I'm down for, but um. Yeah, as far as being the person in the wrong, um, you know, you never want to be really that. Um, people don't want to be around you. Um, it's hard to get people to trust you, to get people to work with you. Um, and so I think treating people how you want to be treated is another good point to that. Uh, I'm sure uh, we all have uh, our own personal stories, history. Um, we want to get into that more this episode um, and, and kind of hit straight from, straight from the heart. Um, I believe we all have some kind of story we can all share today. Um, is that right? That is correct. Yep, you are right. All right, cool, cool. So, who wants to go first? <laughs> I'll gladly go first. Oh, look at you! What a gentleman. <laughs> go ahead, handle it, sir. <laughs> well, it's well. Before I start, there's one thing I kind of want to make, make uh, or like make a note of is I feel like accountability these days is almost a little out of the norm now. Like people, ah, yeah. Like people don't want to accept that if you're holding yourself accountable, that that's normal. And the reason why I bring that up now is because I feel like it should be more of a norm. And I bring that up for the sake that my story reflects reflects in that sense of how it's not taken as normal these days. I'm like, no, I totally get that. And it's like, to be honest, like accountability, it's like, it's what you got to do at a day-to-day basis because when you're a grown adult or when you become an adult, you have to hold yourself accountable for anything that you do from work to payments to anything. You got to hold yourself accountable for all that. And I strongly believe that as well. But however, yeah. though, I feel like now in days, 
for acknowledging you're wrong, it's taken almost as a negative aspect. And you'll understand where I'm going with this once you hear yeah. my story. All right. So pretty much, uh, this was actually fairly recent. So I used to, I used to be, you know, in charge of one of these um, events out here locally. And, you know, I used to be fairly close to people and whatnot. But, you know, mm -hmm. as, as, you know, a process of growing up and, you know, becoming more self-aware, you know, you kind of start to distance yourself and focusing on yourself instead of, like, focusing on other people and whatnot. So I, I recently talked to someone who was a part of that community, and they, they decided to tell me, like, oh, because I forgot, I said something, and, I, you know, I, after a while, I apologized, like, oh, you know what, I've realized my bad. And they're like, oh, well, you know, I, I, I heard you, you do that a lot, that you try to make yourself look good by apologizing or saying, you know, sorry for, the, like, the lack of communication or or something like that in those regards. And to me, it kind of threw me threw me aback because I'm like, wait a second. So because I'm acknowledging that I was wrong and I want to apologize for that wrong, I'm bad. And it kind of threw me off for the simple fact that I've, I've always been the kind of person where, and I mean, I'm sure even you, David, and you, Joel, have witnessed this for me, is I've always been the kind of person that when I realize I've done something wrong, I I take no shame in reaching out to the person I did wrong to and apologizing because I do legitimately feel bad. It's not that I'm trying to, you know, make myself look better in the light of the public or anything. It's more for a personal, it's more personal for me. It's more of wanting to feel good within myself to know that I'm doing right by acknowledging my wrong and trying to move past it. But... When I, when I was told that it was taken almost in a negative way, that I was just trying to look good in the light, kind of threw me off. It's like, wait, so because I'm acknowledging my wrong, it's still wrong? So to me, that's where accountability, I feel like it, it's not, it's almost like if it's not treated as a normal thing in our day in life. More like now, it's like people just want to, you do wrong and live with it, and that's it, which I didn't grow up that way. So I don't know what what are your guys' thoughts on that? Oh, that's interesting. Um, never heard of that. I mean, I understand what you're saying. It's like you would you would think I would think that if I were to you know look into apologize to somebody just to make it right, and then someone is telling me that that that's somehow looking would look good in front of people. Um, um, I guess that would tell me that. It tells me that, you know, I guess a lot of people don't take accountability for it. I mean, I've seen people just completely disregard, like, once they make a mistake or something, completely disregard the person after that. And now I've been disregarded, shit, as a matter of fact, um, from someone not wanting to be accountable for their actions. And I didn't ever want to feel like that before. I'm sure, you know, you guys will feel the same way. Um, that's a crazy, um, that's a crazy situation. Um, did you tell him anything when he asked you that? When he said that to you? I pretty much just said, like, no, I'm not trying to look good in the public eye. Because for me, at the end of the day, it comes down to how I feel. How I go to sleep at the end of the night. Because I want to go to sleep every night knowing that I'm doing the best I can at all times. I, Of course, in the past, you know, growing up, you, you want to be seen good in the public eye. But at the end of the day you're only going to take care of yourself and that's the main thing i've you know grew up with starting to 
believe in is that I need to take care of myself. And if I can't be happy with myself at the end of the day, then I got to make corrections to that. And holding myself accountable to the wrong, the wrongs that I've done is towards trying to be a better me, a better version of me, rather. So I explained that to them. Like, no, I'm, I did, I'm not trying to look good in the public eye. I'm just trying to do right by my wrong. You know, correct it and move forward. No, that 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 <clears throat> that's a good thing for you to be able to acknowledge that in your own self, to be honest. And for the person to try to, I guess, make it seem um, more negative than it was a positive of you trying to fix that and apologize for it. And for them to kind of just be like, oh, no, you're just trying to, like, I guess, not gloat, I guess. Not gloat. Some, I'll think of it. <laughs> I think it, I think it sounds like, because it, it sounds to me like, I mean, you're not trying to make yourself look good in front of other people. But what you yeah. said was you want to sleep at night. So technically, honestly, let me be real with you. You want to make yourself feel good, which, which, what you should do. It's not, it's not that necessarily like you doing this thing. It's like you have like your clout chasing or anything, but you doing the right thing makes you feel good. And so, correct, correct. Because right. even growing up, like doing any little thing, like whether it was lying or anything, it legitimately, I, I was always the type of person where I would feel guilty if I did wrong. Like I would feel terrible. Like it would eat me up. And whatnot so it's more like i grew up always wanting to do right and right. it's just for me it's weird that nowadays by trying to do right it's almost taken as you're doing wrong like you're just trying to be you know this amazing figure you know trying to be good in the public side but it's like no i'm just trying to do what i believe is right right and it's weird i mean even if you it's weird that the public they have a I think they have like a twisted view on it and it's sad to kinda it, it goes that way that no one's really being taught to take accountability for the actions that you've taken. Um and it, we've kind of gone down this downward spiral where we're looking for somebody else to blame basically. Um for our own situations that we got ourselves in, actually. So i I get you hundred uh, percent and I definitely would want to feel good myself by doing the right thing. Uh, by taking accountability for it, not to say you like like you're done if you can't ever speak to this person again, but um, you definitely would want to make that right if it if you can, you know, um, if it's in, within your power to make it right and and be consistent with that because it makes you and make again that makes me feel good. I like feeling good doing the right thing. I mean that's great. I mean some people feel good doing bad things. I've seen terrible people, but legit, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so make you know that shit. I keep that, bro. Fucking, you, you want to feel good doing great, great things. I mean, that's that's a win-win to me. Um, and keep doing you. Keep taking care of your shit. Um, and you know when you do fuck up, which we all do, own up to that shit, man. Um, exactly. And you know what? And it, it's those kind of actions that for me is why I, in a sense, in the process of like you know trying to become a better version of me, I've realized that not everyone's gonna have your best interest. And that's why, you know, I have my small circle of people that I can find in. And, you know, I'm I'm content with that. Right. That's good. I mean, that's um, that's exactly what it should be. And not, you know, I don't think, you know, you don't seem like the type of person to me to specifically, like, go out of your way to please everybody. You know, if you like somebody, you know, you try to make it right. If, if there's kind of, uh, from my perception of you, basically, 
if you feel like um, there's some kind of misconception, you try to correct it. But um, I mean, that's the most you can do, actually, is, is do your best. Hey, man, I, I think you we got in front of the wrong foot or um, I, I didn't mean anything by me doing this. You know, this is what it is. Kind of explain it to him. But, you know, you do your best and let the and chips that, that's fall. part of holding that's part of holding yourself accountable is, you know, acknowledging the wrong and correcting it and then correcting it if it's something that affected someone else as well, not just yourself, but others around you like being able to acknowledge that wrong and correcting it. And if they don't want to accept that correction, then you know what? Fuck it. That's just someone you don't need in in your life. If they're not willing to see that you're holding yourself to a higher higher level, that you're acknowledging you're wrong. And if they don't want to see that, then there's no point in dwelling on it. Right, right. So do you get a chance to actually, you know, be accountable and, and talk to this person? person? I've always talked to everyone that I felt like I did wrong to. <laughs> I've always... oh, so this person you used talking about in the store, you, you did get to them? Yeah, I talked to them. Oh, okay, cool, cool. All right. Yeah, and then it, it clearly didn't sound like they were, it sounded like they were more on the, yeah, yeah, sure, you, you know, so I was like, you know what, fuck it. Like, if that's what you believe, then that's what you believe. I'm not going to try to sway you otherwise. I know I held myself accountable. I know I did what I believed was right. And if others aren't willing to see that, then you know what? It was nice knowing you. You know, I have no ill will. You know, deuces. Right. Well, okay. That's a good story, Rick. Thank you for sharing. Um, you know, in the circle. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, that's great. Uh definitely. Holding yourself accountable is definitely important. Um to keep you focused. Um too too many people are focused on the wrong things. Um, and it's really hard to achieve anything when you're not actually identifying the problems. A lot of times when you're holding yourself accountable, it's a, you're, you're identifying problems to then fix those to improve yourself type of thing. Um, and, you know, other people can try to hold you accountable, but it's, it's, it's going to be different if you're not doing it yourself, you know? Um, so that's a natural, I think it's a natural, something that should be happening naturally um, with all of us. But unfortunately, like you said, I feel like today's society is more so, stepping away from accountability and trying to make any kind of excuse for why you aren't where you are, where you want to be type of thing. Or if you lose something, it's because of somebody else, basically. And it's like no influence from you. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Did I try to, did I hit that? Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. Like in the whole aspect, because like you're saying, not a lot of people hold themselves like to that standard and stuff. And it's a good thing that you do do that, Rick. Like you're able to do that with yourself and be like, you know what, maybe like you try to, I guess, fix that situation because you're like, you know what, I know that was my bad and I do see that. So let me, let me try to fix that for the, it's, it. and the thing is, it's always after you do that and you do like with the person, uh, it's up to that person. Either they're going to be cool with it or not. So as what you said, they're just like, eh, whatever. And it's like, okay, that's how you take it. That's how you take it. Just know that I tried. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's all you can do. Yep, um, exactly. Like there's not really much else you can't yeah. <laughs> you can't really do anything else after that. Okay. All right. Well, great great story, Rick. I like that one. That's actually pretty good. Um, especially motherfuckers always trying to fucking front on you. The fuck? Who care fuck about anybody else? Shit. About me. But um <laughs> Okay. So I'd like to share my story. Um I was actually just thinking about this and it's actually my favorite story to tell people because it really shaped how i think about the world 
um, now as far as how I interact with it. Um, and going forward, ever since this time happened, um, uh, it, it's been what I tell like my younger siblings and things like that um, to, to help them understand. Hopefully they get it. So I'm going to share with everybody here. So sixth grade, sixth grade, um, I had a teacher, a Hispanic teacher. Um, I feel like he was kind of racist, but that's not the point of the story. Point of the story is sixth grade. Um, with this point in time in class, I'm sitting in the front of the class. I'm not sure why. I wasn't the best student. But sitting in the front of the class, teachers um, kind of dealing with us. We're so rambunctious at this time and, and you know, whatever the case may be. So he, he puts out the rule. Everyone stay in their seat. Nobody gets up their seat, right? Got it. So I'm sitting in the front of the class. Looking at whatever the case, I don't know, looking at my desk or something like that. All of a sudden, I see a pencil on the ground. This pencil, I don't know, for whatever reason, it looked like pristinely sharp, like somebody just sharpened this motherfucker and laid it on the ground just for me. Huh, interesting. All right, so I didn't see anybody, like, throw it or anything. So I'm assuming it's just a pencil on the ground. Whoever dropped it must not want it anymore. It must be mine now, basically. God is giving this to me. So... I get up out of my seat to get the pencil. Once I get the pencil, pick it up, stand up, teacher sees me, right? And says, oh, you threw that at this other boy. And I'm like, the fuck? I didn't say what the fuck. I'm in sixth grade. I ain't getting my ass beat. But <laughs> put an extra <laughs> uh, I was like, what? No, I didn't throw it at, at anybody. Um, he was like, no, no, you, you threw it at them. I'm like, no, I didn't. I just saw it on the ground. I picked it up. And that was it. Even talked to the boy. The boy was my friend. Um, shout out to my boy Juan if you're out there. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Juan was cool. He was like, uh, no, he didn't actually throw it at me. Um, he just picked it up. So I'm thinking that's the end of it. Nope. He sends me to the office. So I'm like, ah, shit. At this point, I'm not going to lie to y'all. I was, I was damn near crying. Damn near crying. Because I'm going to the office. You know, I'm I'm going to be in trouble. You know, the principal at that time, he was not one to just like, okay, he, like you show up to his office, something's going to happen, right? So, ah, man, I'm in trouble. So I get up there. I tell him exactly what happened, exactly what happened. He Now, he has the report from the teacher. I'm telling him what happened. I'm like, I, I swear to you, I did not throw this pencil at Juan. Like, it's my boy. Like, why would I do that? That's just that's a friend of mine. That doesn't make no sense. Uh, and he was like, well, the teacher says this, be that as it may, I have to suspend you. Now, um, to the people, you know, my, you guys met my dad. He's nicer now. Um, he wasn't that nice back then. He had a bit of a, a, a temper, especially when it's like, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be in school, basically. And uh, getting suspended is definitely not what you, you're not supposed to be doing, basically. So at this point, I'm crying. Because I know when I come home, that ass whooping is coming, basically. Because... I just got suspended from school, and that, that shit is a no-go. So I get home, and I, I do exactly what I said happened. I got my ass whipped, basically, and I got punishment, which I think is bullshit because he used to only get punishment. He used to only get beats. His his dad and mom would just whip his ass, let him outside. And I'm like, what the fuck? Why can I get that shit? But I digress. So I get a whooping. I'm on punishment. Fast forward, like, Three or four years. I'm holding on to this story, right? Because I feel like I was not supposed to be whooped. I, you know, I didn't do anything wrong. All I did was pick up a pencil. 
And that was it. So we get into the conversation. Somehow, I'm talking to, uh, I have like foster brother at the time. We're talking to my dad and his girlfriend at the time. We get on the topic of somehow like, you know, undeserved whoopings. And obviously, I'm fucking holding on to this shit. So I bring it up. I don't think you should have whooped me at that time. I got suspended from sixth grade um, because um, I didn't even do what they said do. And they said, the dudes just lied on me. You know what his response was? Well, you shouldn't have got out of your seat. That pissed me off because I felt like it didn't matter. The, 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 um, the judgment did not fit the crime in this case, basically. I didn't, it didn't matter to me that I got it in my seat. All I did was pick up a pencil. I shouldn't have got suspended for that. It wasn't until um, four or five years later, now, now I'm like 1920, we talk about it again. That's, it was, and it was still his same answer. I was like, I still don't feel like y'all should have got a weapon. His answer was still, well, you shouldn't have got out of your seat. And it didn't hit me when I was younger, but as I'm getting a little older, and it still didn't kind of hit me then. But now I'm a little older, and now I understand exactly what he meant by that. You shouldn't have out of your seat. And if I had stayed in my seat, which is the original rule in the first place, I wouldn't have been sent to the principal's office because he wouldn't have seen me standing up holding a pencil. Now, I would be out of a pencil. But <laughs> uh, the plus side to that is I wouldn't have got sent to the office. I wouldn't have got suspended. I wouldn't have got a whooping. I would have got put on punishment. So that taught me that there are things in our life today that, you know, maybe we feel like is outside of our control, but we can affect. We do have some effect um, one way or another. If I had just followed the rules in this case by just simply staying in my seat, um, I would not have had all these bad things happen to me in the future. And so that happened to me in sixth grade. Um, I've been, been personally dealing with that for like five or six years until I was about 21 where I finally realized, ah, he's right. His point is I shouldn't have got out of my seat. That was the original rule. And so that's what I should have stuck with to keep myself out of, out of this trouble, basically. And so ever since then, it's been that. I, I'm thoroughly look, actively looking for ways to um, kind of recall what I've been through and look at the ways I could have made an impact on the outcome of it. What could I have done differently? Maybe there's nothing I could have done differently. Maybe things just happen. But I, I honestly believe 99% of the time, unless you just like a fucking car comes to your fucking front windshield or some shit like that, knock on wood. Um, is there's something you can do that can influence that impact on yourself. I mean, we all have some kind of control over our lives and what we do in them. Um, and so there's, there's always something. It's never just 100% outside of our control. There's always some impact we have on it. What do you guys think about that? Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's true. Um, it's just, just hearing the whole thing of just how it went, like, went out, it's just like, dang, that's, that's crazy. It's like, if you literally wouldn't have gotten out of your seat, you'd have been fine. But it's like, but it also, it's like, you ha we have these rules. We have these rules that are in our lives now, just in general, for law, for anything like that. And it's like, even when you're working, there's certain things that's like, you just shouldn't do. And it's like, 
well, not shouldn't do, but it's like if you didn't do that, what is it at Walmart right now at the <laughs> over at the center? There's literally a thing that's like, oh, you was over there just like horsing around while you're working. Promoted a customer. That is their that is their saying now. Promoted a customer. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, if you think about it, it's like if you didn't do that, if you didn't do that, like not saying what you did was stupid, um, but saying like if people do stupid things at work or like do something that you know you you know in your head is like you should just not do that, or you should just stay there, and it's like now you got promoted a customer. <laughs> it's like dang. It's, it's yeah. <laughs> I mean, you. Can, I mean, you could say it was stupid. I think it, it 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 was a level of stupidity, a level of just bullheadedness, a level of not paying attention to things, a level of just disregarding authority mm-hmm. and disregarding rules that are placed on our lives for many reasons. You know, I mean, hell, even right now, you know, we have certain. I'm not. I'm not a millionaire or anything like that. So I'm basically living paycheck to paycheck. I have rules in my life. I can't just spend all my money, you know? Because if I do, that shit will fucking come back to me by me not being able to pay my bills, me losing my place, and being on the street. Definitely don't want to do that. Uh, my girlfriend would kill me. Um, so, it, it, that I, that goes in part of that. That's where I, that's my first incident of learning that lesson, that my life has great impact from what I do to it. Even large or little, um, there's, there's some way to affect what's going on in my life, basically, and to, for me to just kind of give up and say that, oh, you know, this teacher's racist, and that's why I got suspended and things like that, and that's, as, as, even though it might be a part of it, I really, I really don't think he liked me at all, but, um, um, the main, the starting point there was, I got out of my seat, which was, yep. you know, didn't might want to get out of your seat, he was still chilling, um, I got out of my seat. And I'm the one that got in trouble, basically. So um, that taught me from that day on. Okay, so it, it not from that. Sorry, I'm taking it back because I'm, I'm a liar. Um, when I was about 20, then I, I figured, finally figured it, like put it all together. Yes. Okay. So now it's got, it's got to be whatever I do, that's going to have an impact on my life, you know. And things that happen in my life, I have some kind of impact on it, whether it be large or small. I, I got to because that's the main only thing we can control. You know, I can't control how. You know, you guys respond to me as far like if we're strangers on an outside, basically. But I can control how I respond to you, and that has a great impact on what what our interactions are, as opposed to just oh, I couldn't do anything. This person, this was just going to happen as if it was kind of fate type of thing. You know what I'm saying? Well, see where I think you fucked up was sitting in the front, man. Bro, right? <laughs> I don't. Know. Yeah, man, you're you're not blind. You're color challenged. It wouldn't have made a difference if you sat in the front, I'm like, back, side, whatever. Hold, <laughs> hold on, you got to think about it too. His giant self. Why is he in the front anyway? You blocking all the kids from seeing, right? Okay. <laughs> you know what? You're an asshole, man. You're blind. Man, you a, man. You're an asshole, dog. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I am pretty sure the reason I was in the front <laughs> is because I was bad. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I was probably being, you know, so I was what I'm saying. I can't just say he was racist. There was some, you know, impact there from myself, some input in it. I spent a lot of time in detention when I was in sixth grade. So, you know, I could just settle, oh, this guy's racist. He don't like me. But more likely, you know, the fact that my actions caused me to be in front of that school, that, that classroom at that point, which is just annoying. Um, you got so many people behind you and shit. Like, fuck. But, um, and on top of that, I shouldn't have got out of my seat. But, Okay, stop being the color challenge thing. I'm really sensitive. 
was fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're nasally sounding ass. Right away, right, bro. <laughs> okay, <It's>... guys. <laughs> I'm trying today. The show must go on. Shit. I'm glad I didn't have I didn't have what blow my nose yet. This is awesome. Um <laughs> all right. knock on wood. Yeah, right. Knock knock. <laughs> all right. So um um that was it for me, Joe. Joe, you got one? So Mine might be a long one. Like I'm literally been thinking about it the whole time, and I'm like, "Ooh, this one's a this one's a, it's awesome. a story." But awesome. give me time to and blow it's my nose. Funny enough, <laughs> funny enough, you saying something about middle school has reminded me of it. Uh, okay. So I will never forget this one time I got in trouble for something that I really kind of didn't know nothing about. Ah, <laughs> uh, all right. Well, um. So we, it's me and the neighborhood kids, all of us in the same neighborhood, all know each other. That's all we do. We all go out, we play a little basketball, football, and all that stuff. So we're all going to go to school. So it's all right, cool. Go to school, have our day. It gets to the end of the day where we're on the bus to go home. This is where the story starts. I have, we're, so, you know, you got the cool kids. You got to sit in the, all the way in the back. And you like, oh, you didn't make it all the way to the back. You got to sit in the one right in front of it. And it's like, well, if you sit in front of there, you're you going to get clowned all day. So that's how it started. So we're over there just having fun, clowning, having a good old time. And all of a sudden, one of the homies pulls out some sticky notes. I'm like, uh-oh, what's about to happen with some sticky notes? Like, why are we pulling out sticky notes? Hmm. They start writing stuff on there. Found out they were... They're like, yo, hey, Joel, put this sticky note on, on this girl's backpack. Mm. Saying this girl, I know who she is. I've She lives in the neighborhood, too. So, and then her sister is there also. So, I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. I put it on there. Um, The words that were said on these things, me, blind, not knowing anything, it was saying, like, lick my hairless wonder. Uh, like, found out it was all sexual references. I know nothing about this at that time. So, before we get off the bus, her little sister, like, catches this happening, grabs the papers that are on her backpack, because they're like, yo, Joel, get those off. I was like, what do you mean? Like, I don't know, what, what, like, I don't know what's happening. She grabs those, and she's like, oh, I'm telling this to my dad. Her dad's a cop, by the way. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, right when this hits, oh, my gosh. So, she... <laughs> She, uh, they do this, and um, she grabs the papers. Her little sister. Uh, they go home and stuff. The people, the boys that wrote it, were trying to like kind of stop her. She's like, "Yo, just give me the papers back. I'm sorry, it wasn't." She's like, "No, you shouldn't have done this." Like, and it's true, we shouldn't have done this at all. Definitely, what I know now, <laughs> I shouldn't shouldn't have done this at all. Um, and then it was like it got to her father. Uh, I go home. I kind of just push it off as nothing we go back to do our normal thing as boys and i go to school and i'm in first period and i get a uh, uh mr uh joel uh can you please come to the principal's office i'm like uh-oh what the heck just happened we get to the principal's office like, all right you got to go to the security office the other two people that are with you the other day are there too i'm like what the heck Found out the homies is there sitting over there in front of the security guard. Mm. Bruh. <laughs> so we're all sitting out there. We're, you know, we're already scared and stuff. We're like, oh my gosh, man. Like, what do we do? Like, then one of the homies is like, hey, man, it's all good. I'll take the whole blame. Just put it all on me. 
We're like, hey, man, you sure? He's like, yeah, no, it's perfectly fine. I was like, that was that was the homie. He was willing to take the whole blame for everything that happened. Damn. So <laughs> every, uh, the security guard comes out. He tells us. He was like, so what happened that day? And, well, he doesn't ask that. He kind of tells us that the cops are doing an investigation about this because her dad's a cop. Damn. So you think about it. You got some kids in the uh, eighth grade freaking out right now because we're like, what do we do? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so I'm the last one to go in to talk to the security guard by my uh, by myself. So one of the homies goes in, goes in, talks to the security guard, handles it, does whatever, leaves. All right. Other one goes in, talks to him, perfectly fine, has a conversation with him, leaves. I go in, bruh. I was balling my eyes out. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what I did wrong. Like, I'm just explaining to him. He was like, he was like, <laughs> in a sense, this is where I feel the racism part of 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 the middle school we went to. It's like, I guess the Hispanics just dislike the blacks. I don't know. I don't know what this is. I'm not just saying it out there. He probably wasn't. It was just probably just miscommunication. But I was the only one that got suspended. Damn. Only one. <laughs> I got suspended. I got sent home. Guess who got to pick me up? My pops. That is not the person you want to pick you up at all if you are ever in trouble in my family. You don't want him to pick you up. My pops, he comes against me. And then he just like, he's like, okay, so what happened? I explained it to him the same way I've been telling everybody else. I grabbed these sticky notes. I put it on her backpack. And that was it. That's all I did. <laughs> so my pops was like, okay, what did they say? And then I told him, and then he was like, oh. Like, you know that deep sigh, like, oh, I got to finally, like, talk to you about this stuff. Yeah. So after it was all said and done with the conversation between me and my father, we went to the girl that was in the neighborhood. Knocked on her door. My dad took me straight over there. Knocked on her door. He's like, apologize. I was like, I'm bleeding. I'm like, the heck? I was like, you know what? I'm not about to get beat by my dad in front of this girl either. Because she was cute. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, let me not do that. So I apologize and stuff. The dad, her dad was there too. He was like, no. He's like, it's okay. At least you understand. And then her dad and my dad talked for a bit. After that, we went home. I was not grounded at all. Lucky us. And the reason the reason why is because I did not know what any of those sticky notes meant. Because my dad was like, I best believe if you knew what those were, ooh, I'd have lit you up. Legit. Mm. <laughs> so that was, I would say, the story of my father finally showing me to hold myself accountable for that like specific thing. Like what happened in my life right there. Mm. So yeah, like, oh my gosh. Um, I, there's not really of how do y'all, like, what do y'all think about that? But it was like, overall, it's like, that was my first lesson of learning that is, is, is what happened to me. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I have a question uh, before. What did the Nick Sticky Note say exactly? <laughs> I don't think you said <laughs> Lick my hairless wonder. That's like the main one I can remember. 
<laughs> like that was like the main one I could always remember. I could not remember the other other one, but I remember that one specifically. <laughs> oh shit. That's that's funny. Um Yeah. Shit. I mean yeah, I mean technically you should have apologized. I mean, even though you didn't know what was yeah. on it, you were part of it, unfortunately, because you put it yeah. on there basically. So it's like you know, at least hopefully you learn not to do that anymore. Like to put some shit on oh, somebody's back. Oh no, nah. best believe. Know. No, I, I I don't even have a sticky note at my house right now. I have not had a sticky note in forever. <laughs> like no, <laughs> I hate sticky notes now. <laughs> no, nope. oh good. Last time I remember I had a sticky note in my head, I got in trouble. <laughs> wow. Like, dang, man. Um, but yeah, no, nah, that that was my whole. That's my that's my story right there. Mm. Any other questions, <laughs> Rick? <laughs> I, I got nothing, man. Just, I know, I know what I'm getting you for Christmas, though. Some yeah. no, I'll throw that out. <laughs> <laughs> Officers uh, start opening it, it pops out under my head, start flopping uh, it over. No. Uh, <laughs> fucking show up to your house in a sticky dog costume for Halloween. Oh my God. <laughs> hey, you remember that reaction to that kid with the with the cloud jumped out of the trash can? He socked him. That's gonna be me. <laughs> oh uh, shit, that's good though, man. I mean, it, again, unfortunately, even for you. So even uh, unbeknownst to you, you got involved in some shit that could have got you in some serious trouble. Oh yeah, no, that like after I found out later, like I legit could have gotten so much more trouble for that. Yeah. I was like, that's crazy. Like if if that literally went to the legal standpoint, like if I was in high school or something, that would have went into I I would have probably been in like almost juvie or I would have been in court. <laughs> it was I was like, dang. Yeah, like, nope. It's definitely like some kind of, it could be like considered like some sexual harassment type of shit, definitely. Yeah. Um, yep. But honestly, going to AV, ah, shit. I'm not going to say It doesn't even matter, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't matter over there. <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of shit with that. That's cool. As, as many high schools do, but, um, you know, yep. that's a AV alumni. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Um, cool. Um, that's interesting. Uh, I think I had, I had another one to share. Um, so a bonus story for me. It's something else I learned. This is a within relationships I learned. Uh, <coughs> please excuse me. You know I'm trying to deal with this, this flu season. So um, once upon a time, um, I was dating this girl who I had known for at this point like five or six years of my life. Um, and we were friends over that period and then kind of decided to get together. Now, this was after, um, you know, I, I kind of discovered myself and kind of knew that I was something, I had some kind of quality to give in a relationship. So her and I um, were trying to work together and build this relationship, and there were some issues there, which in every relationship, I think there's some issues to be worked out. Um, I like to think that, which is true, no two people are the same. So anytime you have two different people, two people, any people, um, at some point, they're going to disagree on something. So um, it just gets more amplified when you love that person or care about this person. Um, you're trying to work it, work through it, basically. So 
this person, we'd get into uh, different arguments about different things, um, and she'd do different things that would irritate me. Um, I mean, on top of obviously good stuff, but you know, um, there's some stuff that would be irritating to me that I would talk, I would think about a lot. So when things like that are on your mind, you know, you're around your friends, uh, it, it turns up into you talking to your friends about the issues. Now, for whatever reason, I think a lot of people do it. You know, we, we talk about the just the negatives instead of the positives, um, which I guess if everything is going good, you just don't initially even think about. You kind of just, oh, everything's good, so it's nothing to talk about. Unless for some reason it's bad, then it's something you always have to talk about. So it ended up being all of my friends, you know, Rick, Joel, and other friends, they would hear all this bad stuff. Excuse me. <coughs> Jesus. All right. They would hear all this bad stuff um, about my girlfriend at the time and nothing good, uh, which kind of made a, a division in their mind as this person being like just absolute shit, basically. And so once she found out, which I think I, she asked me at one point and I pretty much told her, like some of my friends, some, uh, some stuff or somehow she, she found out. I'm pretty sure I told her though, but her, her response was that, well, now your friends have this negative feeling towards me and I don't even know them. I've never even met them. I never even, you know, had any conversation with them. And I mean, she was completely right. And I felt really bad actually in that moment where uh, she's right. I mean, they don't have all the, the, the history that I have with her as far as the good history. All they have is what I, I've given them, which is the bad, basically. Um, and so now it's like, if she did meet them or, you know, it, my friends and thoughts of her, whether they would say it or not, you know, because usually you guys are pretty much like, hell, hey, you sink or swim on your own type of shit. And, you know, I'm going to get involved in other people's relationships. But um, it's like you have this negative feeling about this person before you even meet her, basically. And so I had to basically go about myself trying to, you know, hold myself accountable for that negative feedback and try to work at building that relationship um, or kind of rebuilding that thought of her um, in my friend's minds, which worked for a minute until she actually did show that she was a little bit of an asshole. But um, (laughs) the point... To me was that, you know, I, I never wanted her to be seen at, um, as something unjustly, basically. If she was to go and be, if my friends was going to not like her or like her, it'd be based off their interactions with her as opposed to my, me saying this person is this or that. Um, what do you guys think about that? Like, am I crazy on that or? No, no, not at all. Honestly, I... I mean, I feel like we just recently just had a conversation about like, you know, like people are more likely to see, not only see, but speak the negative about about stuff rather than the good. Right. For, for every like one good thing you do, or rather, I think it's more like 10 bad things you do, hmm. you know, like it's... It, I, I don't know where I'm going with that, but <laughs> what, what I'm trying to say is like for every 10 like good things you do, one bad thing null and voids all those good things you have done. Mm. And but that's because a lot of those times those 10 things that you do do, they're not, you know, people aren't really noticing it. But they definitely notice that bad thing you do, and that's what they hold you to. 
So it's easy, it's, especially like when you're talking negative about someone, it's easier to to talk about the negative than the good because when it, everything is good, I mean, you're less likely to go like, oh yeah, you know, my girl is great. You know, she cooks, she bought me this, she bought me that. You know, or, you know, we went to this, you know, she's amazing. You know, you're less likely to talk about that because that's your that's your own kind of like personal piece. Right. But of course, when she's pissing you off, man, you wouldn't believe what this bitch did. <laughs> you, <laughs> you know, you're more likely to talk negative about something that's frustrating you than versus, you know, speak what is making you really happy. Yeah, right. So, but at the same time, I feel like it's also up to the listener for to kind of make their own judgment of, you know, whomever is being talked about. Because I strongly, and you know, we talked about this recently too, is like, I, you can talk negative about someone to me that I've never met, but right. it doesn't instantly mean that I think that way about them. I hold judgment when it personally affects me. True. True. That and is I, mm, good. And I was just going to say, and I think that's how it should be. Whether, you know, this is how you feel about this person. I'm sorry you feel that way. But until they do something <laughs> for me to feel that way, about them, <laughs> it's like, I, until they do something for me to feel that way, I won't, I'm not going to think negatively of anyone in that matter. And I, I think that's the mindset everyone should kind of go with is until you do me wrong, I'm not going to think about you in a negative way just because this person doesn't like you. Huh. Yeah, um, I actually said that to a girl one time. She was just like, you're sorry I feel that way. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've learned don't, don't ever say that. Yeah. I've learned don't ever say that. I'm sorry you feel this way. I said it like guys. Twice. Don't ever say that <laughs> to your partner. Yeah, ever. okay, fair enough. To your partner. That's, that's no, like World Don't do that, it. That's World War II right there, or three <laughs> at this point now. But. That's, le that's legit you trying to jump on a grenade and just letting it explode on you. Oh, man. <laughs> like, yeah, legit. Me, I used to always say that shit, like, I'm sorry you feel that way. And... <laughs> and you know, man, you know, that, that, and you know that response. You know that response. You sort of feel that way. You know how they take a back and ask that question, ask you back that same question. That's when you know you're about to hear all of it. And you're just like, oh, yeah. shit. Here it goes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, you know, you stepped on that landmine and you know you cannot get out of that. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> <bruh>. <laughs> shit. But, um, damn. And then, um, so uh, what I was going to say, um, so that, that is part of it, right? They should be able to take their own ideas and thoughts of it. But yeah. the, the concept of like, um, say, if you were going to do business with somebody and I said, uh, I wouldn't do business with that guy. That guy stole from me or he held a gun on me or some shit like that. Now, you you trusting me, you know, in my judgment, my friendship, you unfortunately, you would undoubtedly have some kind of preconceived notion. I probably shouldn't fuck with that dude. Because he fucked this person over. So from that standpoint, I, I get what you're saying. I totally agree, actually, that you should make your own point, your, your own um, like um, interactions with people. It's just that sometimes in these situations where, like, if you tell me this girl you talking you you was talking to, um, she tried to use you or some shit like that, or she was fucking crazy, it, some shit like that. Like, if I saw her out, I would it, I would be, proceed with caution, basically. You know what I'm saying? Right. 
And so it's like I've, I've sowed that seed in my all my friends' head, whether it grows or not. I mean, is at different levels. It depends on the person, but the seed is there. Like, had I not said anything, it'd be you just starting out from from scratch. But it's like the only things you've heard about this person is negative. It's almost like you're starting from a negative perspective of this person, basically. Um, and it, it, it's 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 harder. Basically, I'm not saying it's impossible for you to get the benefit of the doubt, but it's harder to give them the benefit of the doubt. And I basically made it harder for you guys to give her the benefit of the doubt. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, I'm gonna say that straight up. Yes, because I it, if you if it's who I think it is, yes, <laughs> like right, yes. So I remember that. Yeah, I, I didn't help the situation again. It didn't work out um, for many different reasons, but um, I, I did learn that. Um, take that take away from it that part of accountability um, was important on me that I learned something from this I learned something from every situation I've been in in my life so where I'm better now still learning um, I've learned not to talk bad about my girlfriend and other people because that's just that's just that's just bad <laughs> um, and more so I just kind of focus on the positive I mean obviously we go through some things just like everybody does but we work it out um, and it should be worked out between us I shouldn't necessarily um, any venting, that's part of it too, actually. Venting, people, I guess, tend to vent like the frustrations and the anger as opposed to the happiness, I guess. And we do need outlets to that stuff. Um, we just got to do it in a constructive manner. Um, be more mindful of, of how we're doing it and how it sounds and, and how often, you know, because um, shit can really, you know, you, you never want to. You know, have your friends have this kind of negative viewpoint of your girlfriend, like especially dudes. I know we all like to usually like to do shit, we like to combine as much shit as possible. You know what I'm saying? If we can hang out with our friends and our girlfriends, everything be cool. We'll do that. <laughs> um, but that would make it a little bit awkward um, unnecessarily if uh, they don't like her because, you know, she always stealing your shit or I don't fucking know. She don't fucking. But what? There's another thing, like, because you also got to think about it, too. It's always camaraderie with, like, your boys. That's always how it's going to be. Like, yeah, you got to vent. You got to do that. But we also, as your boys, don't really, I guess, if you're still with that person, I guess the thing is, it's kind of we're just like, well, if he's still with her, even dealing with all this shit, there must be something good going on, too. Like, that's another thought process also. So it's not that we, That's true. when we're like first introduced her, like, oh man, this bitch over here causing all these, like, no, that's not the thought process that goes to our mind. It's always like, oh, bet we're going to introduce ourselves and we're going to treat them like, yo, girl, we still going to do that. The thing is, it's like, let's say you tell us that and we go back to talk to our significant others at the time or the girls that we're talking to or whatever. Mm. If that happens and then they meet each other, that is when that whole, like, I guess, I would call it a tornado. <laughs> it's going to hit because it's like, oh, dang, you tell your boys about it and they going back telling their women about it. And now they women telling her, telling her about it. Like that is when the thing, it just becomes not, not good at all. <laughs> oh yeah, so, dude. I've, I've witnessed that firsthand, dude. I would like, uh, w one of the homies legitimately get smacked because one of the one of our girls. I think you were there, Joel. If what? You know, <laughs> oh, bro. Yes. 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 Okay. Yes. 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 Literally yes, yes. slapped her the next day. Yeah. Legit. Next day, dog. Wait. What next happened? Day. 
you oh, did yeah. something that will be talked about some other time. No, bro. Yeah, I'll just say, I'll just say, yeah, like it was like our girls were like, you oh, know, it's man. like where no. we became friends, whatever. So they were having like conversation. Obviously, we vent to our girls about like, right. oh, yeah, they used this, 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 or whatever. Yep. So it got back to this this friend's girl at the time. And I remember we went over there. I, th- I think it was like to pick pick up our it was pick up our girls or pick up his girl or something. Yeah. And she comes out with a full force like, "What? You lied to me? You bah! legit slapped him, slapped the hell out of him." Like, oh shit! Damn. Oh man. Yep. Shit. Well, um. <laughs> <laughs> That was interesting. Um, that's kind of how it goes. It's like, if you're going to talk to your boys, you got to make sure your boys are going to keep it to just the boys. <laughs> that's true. With, and then go forward. Without just, there's another part of it. Right. So y'all yeah. suck. No, I'm just playing. Oh, <laughs> no, <laughs> um, no that, that is a good point, actually. Um, is that I mean, you no, know, coincidentally, you know, if someone's telling me something about their girlfriend or any kind of situation, I kind of just listen. Oh, okay, I mean, so what you gonna do, type of shit. Um, and yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, it's just you know, I, 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 me trying to take accountability, right? I don't mm-hmm. want to make that process any harder than what it, it 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 would normally be, which it shouldn't be hard at all. Um, and so I try to make conscious effort of that how I'm painting that picture. I mean, not just with your friends, you can paint that picture to your family, and then now they don't like her because only thing you talked about is is bad so it's like theoretically they're thinking they have all this laundry list shit of bad shit i don't know why you with this person if if all you talk about is bad things you know like I mean, yeah i bet <laughs> like, damn the sex must be that good thing is <laughs> i had that situation happy hap, happy happen with a with a family member it was my brother's wife at the time did not like my girlfriend at the time because all I talked to them about, my brother, was the negatives. Right. <laughs> so she legit just never liked her. Ever. That's what I'm talking about. Now, maybe you should have been with her, but... Oh, uh, that too. That, yeah. that too. <laughs> okay. But um, that can kind of work against us and make an unnecessary tension. Not to say you're going to do anything because your sister told you not to, whatever, because she don't like yeah. it. But it makes a necessary tension that it, it could have been better, you know? Yep. Yeah, okay. So that was my only, you know, point with that. Um, it's great. Okay. Well, well um, I'm always surprised by our conversations, actually. They go a little bit longer than I expect, which is great. Uh, like that. It's like great content for you guys at home listening. Um, that's going to do it for us this episode. Please make sure you follow us and share with whoever wants to listen. Um, we try to make this content for younger men so they can kind of see what, what some guys' stupid shit we go through and uh, what we've learned from it so they don't have to make the same excuse, uh, excuses, same mistakes and excuses, actually, because of the mistakes. But um, thank you for joining yeah. us. <laughs> right? One thing I want to add to the very end of that is don't be afraid to literally own up to your mistakes. As long yeah. as you feel good about it at the end of the day, you're owning up to it, you're being a better you, and that's what matters most. Right. Always believe it. No, uh, <laughs> so, no, no. <laughs> All right, yeah, cut, cut it. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us again. Like, subscribe. Um, question for the day: um, What do you think about accountability? Did we get it right? Did we get it wrong? What do we miss? Comment below. Let us know. 
other than that, um, thank you very much, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Later. Later.